What's up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 movie library 24 minutes at a time. I'm Ethan Simi. And I'm Ben Lahorn. This week on the podcast, we are taking a look at one of the two 2013 movies from Denny Villeneuve starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Enemy. Anthony Clare, 3650 Rathburn Road. Hello? Uh, good afternoon. Hey. Um, no, I'm calling to speak Where to Dan. Where are you calling from? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, th- I think there's been a misunderstanding. Who is this? Okay, I'm gonna, Anthony? I'll call back later. Enemy is essentially a movie about Jake Gyllenhaal's subconscious is is really how, how it's played and positioned. Basically, we follow Jake as he leaves his mistress to go back to his pregnant wife, and then we, like, live through this fallout. Um, dude, Ben, I don't, I don't know. This movie makes me just say I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't think I understand it. I don't think I followed it. Uh, I guaranteed my wife agrees the biggest, absolute biggest what the fuck at the very end of the movie that I've ever had for any movie oh. ever. Yeah, without a doubt. That's like one of the, the craziest ending shots of a movie of all time. <laughs> like, I think if someone had told me what it was, I don't know that I would have watched it because that's just like not my thing at all. It freaked me the f- fuck out. Um, I also like that we haven't really talked about this beforehand because I did not read the movie that way at all. I read it <laughs> as just like two genuinely different dudes nice. uh, living a different life. So I'm, I, that's why I think what's great about this movie. I think there's so many ways that you could interpret this because I do, I think you could read it as his subconscious and he's finally like coming to terms with what he's doing and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the married person has been accused of cheating and mm-hmm. all that that's going on. Um, but I also just like, I think it's like just two different guys. I don't understand it, but I think it's just two different <laughs> people. So I'm stoked that we have such different viewpoints on this movie already. Yeah, this is perfect. Uh, because so when I rented it on Amazon prime, you could only rent like an extended edition essentially is is how is the one that you could rent and it was like 15 minutes longer and i was like what like oh maybe i'm getting like a director's cut maybe i'm getting something really cool like extra scenes or something uh but no it was like a 15 minute interview with denis villeneuve and jake gyllenhaal at the very end of it so oh. it was kind of nice like it kind of got this insight and um we're going to spoil the movie, absolutely. So if you haven't seen Enemy uh, and you don't want it spoiled, definitely go watch it first. It's a nice, it's like a tight 100-minute movie. It's pretty nice. Um, it's it's a, good, a good movie to get out of the way kind of quickly. But essentially, regarding the final scene, because this, this is what we're talking about here, um, I won't get into it too much, but Denis is basically was just like, yeah, I don't know. Spiders are cool. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? Seriously? And he basically goes on and says, like, yeah, spiders are not in the book. They're not in the source material. Uh, you know, I just I just think spiders are, are cool. And it was, a, a, you know, an interesting aspect of this very naturalistic world that we were in. Um, so, you know, what the fuck times like two, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It was very surreal. I think uh, that we saw basically four different instances of spiders. There's the very beginning, which is just like some weird, like, I don't know if it's like a sex dungeon do, thing. All these guys know. are just watching. I, I feel like the first woman was just like masturbating, but then the second yep. one was just like the heels going down onto this tarantula. And then it cuts. I'm like, okay. And then so weird. we get that weird hallway one where the woman's face turns into a spider. Yeah. And what was that? that like, what was that dude? 
I have, I have no that? clue what was going on with it. It's like, I want to rewatch it. Cause like, I feel like when she was further away, it was her actual face. And then like, once yeah. she really came into the light, it was like the spiders like, Oh, that's, that was nuts. Uh, then we get that big, huge spider that's just kind of looming over Toronto. And it's like, kind of got the Salvador Dali yeah. arms, like the elephant, you know, just kind of like just <laughs> walking along. And then that last scene, which was just like my absolute nightmare. <laughs> it was the worst thing in the world. But what an ending to go out on. It's like, holy cow, that was quite the shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Just insanity. I think, look, if you want to look at it the way, you know, both of I, uh, you and I kind of looked at it, we're just like, wow, my God, like spiders, that's kind of freaky and weird. And like, that's just, it just kind of like kind of adds to this awe and like confusing nature of the movie that it already has. But if you want to peel the onion, if you want to try, you know, if you want to go the route of like, oh, I watch film and I, this is what a spider means. Uh, I, I've heard and I've read and I've watched that basically the spiders represent um, our, our main character, Jake Gyllenhaal, and his uh, quote unquote fear of women, essentially, and how like women mm. are kind of this overlooming um, burden in his life, if you will, because he leaves his pregnant wife and goes and bees with his mistress and then he leaves his mistress to go back to be with his wife and the half alien spider person in the hallway is a woman and so you know you can kind of like peel the onion on that um i do want to talk before we could dive into the categories can we just talk about for a second 2013 denis villeneuve man denis villeneuve is is kind of like top forefront of of pop culture kind of right now with dune um but 2013 he makes Prisoners, and then he makes Enemy, both starring Jake Gyllenhaal. What was, dude, what was going on? He was just a turn it up to another level. He was having a solid year. I know, like, people talk about, you know, I think it was uh, 94 with Jim Carrey doing, like, The Mask and Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. It's like, that's a solid year for that guy, but yep. on a much different level, <laughs> Denny Villeneuve having Enemy and Prisoners in the same year. It's like, man, both of these are great movies. I love Prisoners. Paul Dano, Hugh Jack, like that whole movie, it like top to bottom is fantastic. Uh, this was, you know, one of the movies I hadn't seen from Denny. I, I sadly haven't seen the last two. I haven't seen Dune and I still have not seen Blade Runner 2049. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, I need to see those. But like Sicario is just like one of my favorites ever. Like, I, I love that movie so much. I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. Uh, but yeah, man, 2013 was a great year for him and Jake G for sure. I think. I think what he does is he gets Jake G, Jake G to do prisoners and basically says like, look, dude, you're, you're pretty messed up in this movie as it is. Let's just keep the ball rolling. Like, let's just, let's, let's just it. gun it and let's make a second movie and like, just keep your really effed up like mental capacity and personality. And, uh, we'll just make a completely different film. Um, and, and see how that goes. And no way Jake G would say no to that. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and talk about, talk about a year like Jake G in 2013. That is very impressive as well um you know and 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 that's my boy gotta wrap my boy and I'm, I'm glad to finally be talking about him on the pod yeah exactly it's, i'm glad we finally got him in here and i feel like for a lot of actors if you give them the opportunity to play two characters in the same movie i think it's a fun challenge for the right actor so i feel like jake was just like yep let's do it i'm all over it yeah i agree i think i think jake killed it i think big picture general thoughts uh i do want to ask you a question real quick before we dive into it 2013 prisoners or enemy what which one are you going to choose which one did you like better uh well the one that didn't have spiders (laughs) the one that i liked better (laughs) i got really freaked out by that last shot but uh i also just think uh prisoners the the whole story of it all like 
again, I already talked about it, but Paul Dano really just kind of like messed with my mind in that movie. Like, man, this guy is like an actor. And anybody that hasn't seen Prisoners, like if you want to be sold on him as the Riddler in the new Batman movie, oh yeah, watch Prisoners because like, man, he can really mess with your head and just like the the way he like falls into that character was so creepy in the best way. And that's like when I heard he was doing the Riddler, it's like, he's going to be great. Like after seeing Prisoners, like I'm all on board. I'm a huge Paul Dano guy. Uh, agreed. I think he is is going to be incredible in the Batman. Uh, he's been in a lot of really good things. He's also quite good in, in 12 Years a Slave. Uh, and then Swiss Army Man, another A24 production, which we'll get mm-hmm. to uh, eventually down the road. He's, he's really good. Um, I think he's a great actor in general. Yeah, so... I didn't really understand this movie. Uh, I would take Prisoners as well. Not to say this is a bad movie, but I mean, when you're when you're pitting them against each other, it's it's going to be Prisoners all day, every day. I think this movie is. I think it's interesting in the repertoire of Denis Villeneuve because personally, if I didn't know that, I don't think I'd be able to point that out. I don't think it has the classic like Blade Runner twenty forty nine or Dune or that kind mm-hmm. of mode of like Denis on a big, big scale, I would not have been able to know that. No, exactly. And, you know, I was watching this with my girlfriend and just like, oh, it's like they exported it with the sepia filter on because yeah, everything was just exactly. kind of brown, which again, like takes me back to Sicario because I think it's like traditionally what they do when like we're down in Mexico. It's like, oh, let's make it seem like arid and dry and all that kind of stuff. But in this one, we're in Toronto, which like I just don't associate that with. So it was such an interesting choice to make the film like have like that color palette throughout the entire thing. It's just something you don't, I think associate with Toronto or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I liked the kind of yellow, like saturated look to it. I do think it really kind of provides a really, um, just like a very close feeling, like kind of a suffocating environment, uh, where everything's the same color and you have repetition and you have the same things every day and but there's just enough off every single day to make you question what's happening what's going on uh what is you know are is this somebody's subconscious is actually another person uh you know all of these questions that kind of go with the setting so i do i do like that aspect of it let's let's dive into the true cinema moments of the movie i think first off you got to talk about you got to talk about the intro You've got mm-hmm. a classic Denis move when he kind of essentially explains to you what this mo- the, the thematic elements of this movie right beforehand. It says, chaos is order yet undeciphered. And then you basically get like 10 or 15 minutes of Jake G just like on repeat doing the same thing every day, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Yeah. And just like slowly losing his mind, I think, like just with the repetition of it all. And just like, yeah, the the first time that we see him, he's like really into the lecture and he's all about it, you know, and then the next one that we see is just like mm-hmm. not as committed and just kind of like off, you know, not, yeah, just not focused on the story. And then again, like the next time we see him again, it's just like even further removed from what he's talking about. So we kind of see, you know, how it's affecting his life, just doing that same thing over and over. Yeah, I, I like that. I think it's a great way to start the movie because like I was super invested right off the bat. I was like, okay. Why are we repeating things? What is this message trying to tell me? What's the investment level? Like, what, where is this going to lead? Super gripping. I got to put a meeting Anthony's wife on the bench, uh, essentially. So the uh, uh, pregnant wife goes and meets Mm -hmm. the other guy. That's not the actor. He meets the teacher. uh, You know, she meets the teacher, Jake Gyllenhaal. And essentially just like, 
kind of freaks out. Just like doesn't yeah. really know what's going on because he's a completely different person. Um, I think that scene, I don't know if pivotal is the right word, but it's kind of it's kind of pivotal to the way that we view each character moving forward in the movie. Yeah, for sure. I think it I mean, definitely that scene to me pays off in the end when they're together again. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to that scene was really interesting because that's when we learned that Anthony had cheated on his wife before because she's like, who's on the phone? Who was that? You know, and he's like, it was the guy that's been calling, you know, and uh, Adam had called earlier who was like, Adam is the teacher version of Jake Gyllenhaal. Anthony is like the married man version. Uh, Adam calls to talk to him and the wife answers. And it's like, why are you, this is, you know, it's Anthony. What, like what's going on? She has, she can't even tell the difference. Yeah. So she thinks he's cheating, searches around in his clothes while he's asleep and finds that this guy's name is actually there. That he's a teacher. So she goes to the school and the fact that he doesn't like, you know, understand like who she is, doesn't know who she is or anything. I think that's what really, kind of blows her mind like oh maybe this really is a second person and then i love so much that she decides to call him as he's walking into school then like the minute he turns the corner is when the phone gets answered by anthony because then again i think that leads into your Mm -hmm. take on it being like his subconscious like maybe it is just one guy like we don't know but that also like i don't know the only time that we see the two of them on screen they're just together no one else sees both of them at the same time which is so interesting yeah, I just think they're like it's such it's such an onion circumstance where like you can just keep going and peeling and peeling and figuring out exactly what the movie is trying to say. And I feel like every single time you watch it, you'll probably get a different message. You'll probably think some something differently than you thought the time before. I've got uh the hotel room meeting between the two of them. They kind of like compare their scars and figure out and basically uh, yeah, the super cool famous version is just like, did you fuck my wife? And yeah. I really, I think the the same way you just described the previous scene is how is the same impact that this scene had on me where he is face to face with his subconscious and he's saying, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who you are. I don't know what's going on, but deep, deep down, this is actually who he is. And this is actually who is coming out to play at night or even in the daytime and mm-hmm. he is having to come to grips with that reality that he is the same person as this other guy, um, but he doesn't necessarily want to do that. Um, plus the fact that I get to see Jake Gyllenhaal on the screen twice. Let's yeah, fucking it's go. A, it's a win-win, you know? <laughs> yeah, when he's like, let me see your hands, and he kind of freaks out. I was like, why do you want to see them? And then they talk about that scar on his ribs, which again, you know, the biblical references of Adam and having him to rib taken out. Like there's a yep. lot of interesting things going on here. So that scene was great. I loved when he's driving off and then Anthony pulls up on the motorcycle and just like looks into his car and just like takes off again. It's like, Oh, that's pretty cool shot. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Second to last one. Uh, essentially when they kind of, when they switch lives, they switch lives, they change clothes. They kind of have this, this new set going on where they say like, okay, I'll, I'll take your mistress. I'll take your wife. And they go off. Um, you know, they, they get in this car wreck, uh, essentially. And then the other side of things is uh, the teacher is now back with his his wife. Um, they kind of start to rekindle their love. They have sex. They start to figure these things out. And then uh, she's a fucking uh, giant ass tarantula in the middle of the corner. <laughs> uh, and then and then the ending exactly like yeah. the very ending where he's like, "Hey, I think I think I have to go out tonight." And then sees her as a giant tarantula. But I am curious about the kind of this ending scene takes place initially because. He finds a key that was for Anthony and mm-hmm. this key in my mind, it led to 
whatever physical space that we saw in the very, very beginning. Is that kind of how you took it? Yeah, I definitely took that as like the whatever that dungeon th- right. thing was that they were at. Yeah, that's definitely what I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know if that's like, yeah, if he was like, okay, I'm going to go check this out again. It's like I keep going back and forth on whether it was two people or one because they both kind of make sense a little bit, you know, which is I think it's again, it's a it's a sign of a really good story because, um, yeah, when he sees that, like, he's like, all right on the elevator ride up the guy's like i got to go back you know it's kind of yeah, like, a fight club thing. like i know we're not supposed to talk about <laughs> it but you got to get me back in there and he's kind of playing it off like oh all right man i'll see what i can do and he has no idea so then that key shows up and then it's like oh okay like that's what this is but then that reveal at the end when he walks into the room and she's basically like a 15 foot tall tarantula <laughs> and i was like oh my god <laughs> like, it just cuts to black like that scared the shit out of me can't, can't <laughs> so even much. can't even handle that scene to me yeah. see to me that uh the more you think about it the more i'm like oh okay cool this is a key to unlock his subconscious because this other mm-hmm. guy that was in the elevator also i took whatever drugs or or, or attended whatever class or essentially fight clubbed his way into his own subconscious and figured yeah. out act how to access it and this key is how to go access it again on a maybe even a deeper level. Maybe maybe even you find somebody else that that you're not totally fond of that uh, kind of rules your life like this. I think all very very good scenes. Uh, I think for me, I mean, it's, look, it's got to be the ending scene. You find the key and then you find the fucking tarantula. That's that's the that's the that's the true cinema for me. I mean, that's that's the thing I will think of every time I think <laughs> of this movie. So I think to that extent, you're <laughs> totally right. Uh, but for me, it, while watching the movie, that scene where uh, Adam meets Anthony's wife on the benches was the one for me. It's like, oh, man, like these guys are both doing such a great job on screen right now that that just like that was so good. Um, I will say if if this is the subconscious route, it makes the sex with the mistress like a little more bearable because if it not, if it is two different people, then that's super fucked to like <laughs> send this guy with your girlfriend and she's like basically having like like non-consensual sex with a dude that she doesn't know yeah i mean like i mean they're having sex together but she doesn't know that it's not her boyfriend i was like oh man this is really creepy i don't like this at all but if it's the subconscious and it is the same person like that's a little bit better but it's still man that with that stuff was really rough for me yeah it's still brutal to watch and you're just like oh like i don't know i'm like i'm not not vibing with it whatever the circumstance is it's it's definitely meant to kind of put you on the scent of like maybe whoever the person is, is not a hundred percent. Maybe they're just like not, not totally present right then and there. I will say that when, before I watched this movie, um, I, so I had not seen the trailer up until like the day that I watched this movie, uh, whatever last week. Okay. I I, like, basically I went in blind. I had seen one still image of this movie other than like whatever the poster, the still image that I had seen was the giant spider over the oh. city of Toronto. Oh, okay. So yeah. looming over the city. So initially, I went into this movie and I was like, oh, sick. Like, it's an alien invasion. We're going to have some mm-hmm. kind of crazy alien invasion. Things are going to get <laughs> weird. Like, he's he's been abducted. He's been cloned. Like, things are getting weird. Absolutely not fucking that. Not even close yes. to that. And I was so thrown off. <laughs> I mean, saying, like, the way they tell Adam's story at the beginning and he goes into his, like, super shithole apartment, as Anthony calls it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he just, like, looks so depressed. And then all of a sudden, like, we do this, like, weird cut where we're hearing the audio but still seeing him be bummed. And then the girlfriend comes in. I'm like, oh, so this guy's, like, getting over a breakup right now. Like, that's what I thought we were getting into. It was like, oh, this guy's dealing with that. 
but that was not the case at all because you find out that's actually what's happening in the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, the last case I'll make for being two different people is that sex scene with the girlfriend because she, or the mistress because she freaks out about him having like a ring imprint on his hand. Yep. Which I also like. Yeah, that's the only thing. I'm like, man, it must have been a second person. I don't know, but. Either way, this this movie will not leave your head right away. <laughs> That's for sure. This is how the movie gets you. This is how it gets you to continue to think about it. Let's blow through our A1 acts real quick. We're obviously going to start with, with the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Jake G, playing both Adam and Anthony for this. I've got Nightcrawler, Brokeback Mountain, Donnie Darko, Spider-Man Far From Home, Prisoners, Bubble Boy, Zodiac, End of Watch. What do you got? I mean, if I'm picking just based off Jake Hall's performance, I'm going with Nightcrawler. I think that's like the best thing he's ever done on screen. Like he is so good in that, but I would recommend anybody that hasn't seen Zodiac or prisoners go check those out. They're so good. Brokeback Mountain is also like a beautiful movie. So all that, I have a feeling I don't need to plug Mysterio right now (laughs) because I feel like you might be taking care of that for me. So that's my boy. That's my boy right there. (laughs) My boy, Quentin Beck. Look, I got to pick Spider-Man far from home because that's, that's my, that's my jam. That's Marvel. On a very on a more cinematic level of like good acting, Jake G type stuff. Uh, yeah, Prisoners, Denis Villeneuve, Zodiac, David Fincher, like that's that's some incredible stuff right there. I do I like him in Nightcrawler. It's been so long since I've seen it, but every single time it gets brought up in a conversation, I'm like, oh damn, yeah, that's a really really good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's really tough. I gotta go with prisoners because uh, he looks fly as shit in that movie. His hair is dynamite. He's got a great neck tattoo. He's an awesome investigator. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, almost dies. Yeah, it's got to be prisoners for me, man. I, I think that's solid. I think Nightcrawler hit me so hard because the last thing I'd seen him in was possibly Prince of Persia. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like oh, I didn't realize this guy had it, and that's awesome. So yeah, Nightcrawler is great. Yeah, you gotta go, gotta go the other way for sure. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. We got Incendies, Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, and now we have Dune. I think from what I've heard in kind of film circles, Arrival is generally the consensus. I have not seen Arrival. Have you seen Arrival? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen Arrival. I like Arrival. I think Amy Adams is great pretty much all the time. Um, you know, I said earlier, I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049. I haven't seen Dune yet, so I can't count those, but... For me, if I'm doing Desert Island, I'm taking Sicario with me. That movie is so intense. That movie is great. Uh, another highly recommended movie from me. Go see Sicario. I got. I feel like you're just talking straight to me. I haven't seen Sicario yet. I got to see it, Ooh, man. I, so good. <laughs> I got to so see good. it. Uh, I'm going. I'm going the double dip on Prisoners. If you're asking me to take a single Denis Villeneuve film, it's going to be Prisoners every single day and twice on Sundays. I I just that that film lives in my head rent free. And I personally am so surprised I did not pick Blade Runner 2049. That's got my other guy. I am too. That's got, too, honestly, that's got Ryan that's Gosling. <laughs> it's got Harrison Ford. It's got Ana de Armas. Like, oh, man. Blade Runner 2049 is good. It's got my... I love Jared Leto. I was just going to say, you left oh, off Leto. I thought that's, for sure with that's, House of Gucci. That's all going to be on your mind right I now. I know. Father, Son, and House of Gucci. That's tough, dude. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's been a while since I've seen 2049. So I got to go, gotta go with Prisoners. Uh, next, we've got Melanie Laurent. Enemy, Inglorious Bastards, Beginners, Now You See Me, and Six Underground. Uh, she plays the main the main actress in Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah. Perfect. I would say that's probably what most people would recognize her from as, as Shosana from uh, yep. Inglorious Bastards. Uh, that, that was going to be my pick. I mean, she's so good in that, that scene where, 
you know, they burn down the theater and everything. Like so she's, good. she's wonderful. That movie. She's also really good in this. I don't think she gets as much screen time. This is very Jake heavy, obviously, but yeah, Inglorious Bastards would be my pick for her. Yep. Gonna, gonna uh, go with that as well. Inglorious Bastards for me, a one act for doppelganger slash doubles in movies. Uh, us. Wow. That's a, that's a great one to put on the board, man. I love that. Uh, us moon, the one I love black swan, the prestige vertigo adaptation, the parent trap. I put an American pickle on there with, uh, yep. with Seth Rogen. Uh, and then, uh, Ka- Kagamusha. Is that how you say that? I think so. Yeah. Cage, cage. Musha. I don't know for sure. Right. Exactly. The Kurosawa film. I don't know exactly how nice. to pronounce it, but, uh, recommend vertigo we talked about that on my other pod three films in a podcast that movie is really really good um but out of all of these i'm gonna go with us because uh, th- that movie was just great jordan peele i mean a, a great follow-up to get out yeah that's that's hard to beat i i think us is really hard to beat i think black swan would be like my second my runner-up pick uh not necessarily for the the doppelganger aspect just because it's a good movie so i can't i cannot pick it for this category uh, but us, yeah, that's a great pick as well. Our final A1 act that we're going to throw down is for spiders. I know you've been v- very much looking forward to this category. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we've got enemy with the fucking tarantulas, uh, arachnophobia, eight legged freaks, itsy bitsy, which I just learned about today. Uh, go mm. Google itsy bitsy, go to the Wikipedia page. It, it looks, uh, oh my God, so frightening. <laughs> uh, and then a movie called the giant spider invasion. Um, any single time I think about tarantulas, this is going to be it. It's going to be enemy every single time. Yeah. Yeah. If we're doing like the actual animal, then yes, this is going to be it. I wanted to cheat and say Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. No, no, no. gets bitten on the hand, you know, <laughs> that's a spider of sorts. But uh, yeah, as far as like actual animal spiders, I'm going to go with this as well because this will not leave my head anytime soon. Yeah. See, I would have gone with Spider-Man too, but I feel like that's cheat. I feel like that's outside of the, outside of the realm that we've established yeah. with enemy here. Well, that's what I felt. Yeah. At least <laughs> Raimi has like an actual spider in it, but it's still like super quick. So it's all good. <laughs> this is true. Let's give our a 24 ranking for enemy. We've got our first cow, which would be a top tier movie, our good time, which would be a mid level and the farewell, which is a bottom tier. I am personally going to rank it as a good time. I, I think it's so different, not difficult, but I think it's so like e- intense to consume. I think it means yeah. so much all at once. And there's so many things you can think about and look at and the colors and the acting and the spider. I think there's just so much encapsulated in this movie that when I watched it, I was like, Whoa, this is like a lot. This is a lot to take in. Um, I liked it. Definitely liked it, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm, I don't think I'm going to that first cow tier quite yet for enemy. It's going to be a good time for me. Yeah. And I was on the, I think I'm on the other end of good time for you where this is like, kind of button up against the farewell for me not that it's not good but it's just like almost maybe too confusing to be yeah. enjoyed like it was just like really i'm like I, I guess i don't get what's going on here and maybe it's just what a24 is doing to me it's making me feel really dumb while I watch movies. <laughs> I'm like, i feel like i should understand this and i don't get what's going on but i'm gonna throw it in a good time because when you get two jake gyllenhaal's on screen yeah. i mean the only thing better than that is two maggie gyllenhaal's so no, i gotta no. give it a good time you, you take that out of here i knew you're gonna plug <laughs> i knew you're throwing maggie in the, in the pod <laughs> i <laughs> look i i think you're right i think it is kind of close to a farewell but really what kept me out of that is is denis villeneuve jake gyllenhaal and, and that kind of final sequence that we get i i think that kind of catapults it catapults it ahead a little bit um 
Yeah, it's it. It is when you talk about eight twenty four. This is it. If you want to give somebody like they're like, hey, I really, I just want like an A twenty four movie. I think this honestly is the recommendation you give when you just say like, yeah, prepare to get fucked. Like this is the movie. Yeah, it's gonna mess with your head. There's gonna be some surreal aspects that you aren't gonna be able to process the first time you watch it. Like it's definitely something that the reason I didn't go farewell too is like, well, I'm thinking about it a lot and I don't think I would do that with a movie that was bad. Right. Right. You know? So I think it's got to fall into the good time. So I I would recommend it. Yeah. It is a quintessential a 24 movie without a doubt. So I don't know. I'm glad we checked it out. I'm curious to know what everyone else's thoughts are on a 24's enemy. If you found your doppelganger, would you hunt them down? Would you sleep with their wife? You gotta <laughs> let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at 24 Minutes of A24. I'm Ben Lawhorn. And I am Ethan Simmy. Spring break forever, bitches.